In today's episode, I will convince you why you should stop sending files as attachments through email and should start sharing links to those files stored in SharePoint and OneDrive instead. You're listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfon, bringing you proven practical tips every week on how to correctly set up and adapt to SharePoint and Microsoft 365. If you have questions, Greg has the answers. And now, here's your host, Greg Zelfon. Hello again, this is Greg from SharePoint Maven, and welcome to episode number 69 of the SharePoint Maven podcast. So today I hope to break one of the habits you probably have, and that is sending file attachments via email. I would like to provide you with a few scenarios, few use cases uh, that will hopefully uh, explain and help uh, convince you that sending files as attachments uh, is no longer considered uh, the best practice. Instead, the best practice would be to share links to those files. So here is a use case for you. Let's say I need to collaborate on a document with my uh, colleague. And let's say I have this budget document that is stored on my uh, SharePoint site in one of the document libraries. And again, uh, I need uh, I made some changes to the file and now I need my colleague to take a look at the file and possibly uh, make some changes as well. So in the past, uh, right, normally I would just, you know, uh, download that file, uh, then uh, send that recipient an email, uh, obviously attach a file, all right, and uh, ask uh, him or her to make some changes to the document. At that point, let's say my colleague Mary, uh, who receives the file, you know, makes some changes, uh, and then obviously decides uh, to communicate those changes back to me. So Mary then would uh, reply to that email, that I sent her, uh, uh, reattach the file uh, with her updates and uh, you know hit the send button, essentially send the file back to me. At this point, I need to download the file, all right? Because obviously that's a revised file. I need to download the file to my computer, maybe open it, reconcile the changes, see what has changed. And at that point, uh, re-upload uh, this uh, revision back to SharePoint. Now, obviously, uh, what I just described to you is a typical use case, but uh, it is a use case that has lots of manual steps for me, all right? I don't have any time for that. I don't have time to send attachments, receive attachments, uh, reconcile the changes, re-upload them to uh, SharePoint. I have no time for that. So sending uh, the attachments by email, uh, like I said a little bit earlier, is not really considered uh, the best practice anymore. Instead, the best practice would be, the alternative for me would be to share the link to this file instead. So instead of emailing this file as an attachment, what I could do is upload the file to my OneDrive or SharePoint where it already resides. I right click on the file, uh, use copy or share button, right? And then specify, uh, you know, Mary's name. And essentially at that point, Mary would get an email from me uh, with a link, not a file attachment with a link. Uh, directly to that file in SharePoint. So Mary would click a link, open the file, make the changes that she needs to make. And because um, you know, it opens up the uh, Office documents in the browser, it would automatically save all the changes for her. And that would be it. At that point, we're essentially all done with this particular scenario, this particular use case. We're done with all the changes, all right? Mary doesn't need to send me anything back to me, all right? Retouch the file. I don't need to reconcile. 
essentially when Mary initially opens up the file and makes her changes, um, it would autosave all the changes for her. And version history would keep track of all the changes. So essentially, instead of working on separate files, we would all work all the same master copy that is stored in SharePoint Online. So it would obviously, like I said, create another version, create another revision for Mary for her changes. But uh, the good thing is uh, she doesn't need to send anything back to me, right? She doesn't need to send the file back to me. I don't need to reconcile. I don't need to re-upload. It's already in SharePoint. Essentially, it's a much cleaner process for both of us. And this would be the new best practice, right? This is the new practice. No more email attachments in SharePoint and OneDrive. The modern way we collaborate, we share links instead. So in, again, instead of users walking out of the Outlook uh, and essentially working on multiple you know, versions of the file, multiple revisions, the idea behind this new best practice is that everyone works of the same copy in SharePoint or OneDrive. There is only one master copy. Everyone works of the same revision of the document, all right? And again, we no longer send each other any attachments. So with that being said, what I would like to do now is provide you with a few additional reasons on why you should stick to sharing um, links and not sending attachments via email. The first reason has to do with the size of the documents, all right? A majority of clients, email clients, that is, have restrictions on how large of an attachment you can send through email. Now, I hate to be wrong on this, but if I'm not mistaken, the maximum um, attachment size in Outlook is 20 or 25 megabytes. So if you have a file that is larger than this size, you will not be able to send it by email. So this is where sharing a link to the file would be a much better option because you just upload the file to SharePoint. And by the way, as of recording of this episode, the maximum uh, file size uh, for the file in SharePoint is 250 gigabytes. So you really have to try hard to exceed that. But by sharing a link, you will not exceed the uh, limit, the quota you have uh, on the file attachment size. Uh, which is once again is 20 or 25 megabytes. Another reason, reason number two to stick with uh, sharing the links and not uh, file attachments has to do with multiple versions, multiple revisions uh, of the file. Again, when we share links, we all work of the same um, of the same document that is already in SharePoint. So uh, if I use the same use case, let's say I send uh, e an email to Mary and I attach a file. Well, once I attach a file, uh, that's all, right? Essentially, that's the file that Mary will modify uh, when she gets when she receives that email from me. Uh, but let's just say I sent Mary an email, and then you know, in in five minutes or so, I realize, oops, you know, I should have uh, you know made some additional changes to the file before sending it to Mary. Well, at that point, too bad. It's already too late, all right? Because at that point, Mary already got the previous, you know, version of the file. So at this point, I need to send another email to Mary, let her know that, hey, you know, I made another change, so use this file instead. Uh, this would not be a problem if I use the share link option. Uh, because again, a link is a link. It's a link to uh, a given document, whatever the latest uh, revision, whatever the latest version of the document is. So using that same scenario, let's say I send a link to Mary, share the link to the file uh, with Mary, 
And then in five minutes realize I need to make another quick change. I can just go back to the file, make the change. And the link that I previously sent for Mary, it will still work for her, all right? It just, when she clicks on that link, she will open the latest and greatest revision of the document, uh, including my changes as well. Obviously behind the scenes, there will be another version uh, created uh, for the document. Uh, and, but again, you know, Mary will always open the latest and greatest uh, when she clicks on the link. Another benefit of sharing a link is that you can also specify granular permissions when sharing that link. For example, uh, let's say I have a document stored on my SharePoint site and I'm sharing with uh, with someone, but at the same time, I don't want the recipient to, uh, you know, obviously make the changes um, to the file, maybe just view and download. Well, guess what? I can easily do it when I uh, share the link, I have an option to, uh, you know, there is a checkbox to allow or not allow the recipient to make the changes. Or in case if I generate anonymous link, I can actually set up an expiration date for that link. I can also set up a temporary password, all right? So only designated users will be able to uh, open the file. Uh, and then I can always remove that link uh, either through expiration date or uh, manual manage access command, I can always remove the link and essentially uh, remove the user from accessing this file. With attachment, this is obviously not possible, right? When I send an attachment, that's all uh, the file, the recipient uh, has got the file as an attachment on their email, and I cannot really undo that. One last reason I want to share with you uh, is the fact that when you share links uh, to files in uh, SharePoint and OneDrive, uh, when the recipient clicks on the links, um, it opens up the Office files like Word, Excel, PowerPoint in the browser mode. So you see when you send attachments, all right, let's say I sent, you know, Mary an attachment, um, an email with a, an attachment, and Mary decides to modify a Word or Excel document, but let's pretend Mary does not have Office applications on her computer. So what that means is that Mary will not be able to make the changes because she doesn't have the applications installed on, your, on her machine. In contrast, when you share links to the documents that are stored on OneDrive or SharePoint, the files, the Office files that is, um, again, it only applies to Office files, they will always open up in the browser. And the best part about browser experience is that you don't even need to have those applications installed on your machine. So if the recipient does not have, for whatever reason, Word or Excel or PowerPoint installed on their computers, not a problem. Through the browser experience, they will still be able to open the files, view them, and even make some changes. So this were all the, I guess, benefits of uh, sharing links versus sending files as attachments in the email. The only real uh, negative, I guess, the only real downside uh, to the sharing of links is the fact that you cannot share multiple links at the same time. So let's say you have more than one file. Let's say you have like three or five, you know, files in your library and you want to share them all with a recipient. Unfortunately, you cannot uh, do it uh, kind of all together, right? You pretty much have to uh, share it five times. Uh, the only alternative way for you would be to obviously uh, dump those documents, maybe copy them over to a folder and then share the folder. Uh, but that's really the, the biggest, I guess, uh, drawback of this particular method. Obviously, with email attachments, you can easily uh, attach uh, a bunch of uh, you know, files, more than just one file in the email.
Now, I want to finish my episode on a positive note, so maybe I'll mention one other uh, positive side of uh, the sharing links is the fact that you can share the links, all right? You can generate and share the links uh, from the convenience of your Windows Explorer as well. So you don't need to be logged in to the SharePoint site or your OneDrive through the web interface. If you're using a OneDrive sync, if you're syncing the libraries locally on your computer through OneDrive sync, the beauty is that you can also access the same sharing commands through the convenience of Windows Explorer. So if you, again, sync your library and then uh, right-click on the file or folder uh, within Windows Explorer from that synchronized document library, um, you would uh, be able to see the share button, essentially the share option. And when you click on it, it pretty much you will notice a familiar screen that you see when you try to share a file from within SharePoint, um, you know, web page. Essentially, a pop-up is going to appear, uh, giving you a choice to specify who you want to share with, what type of sharing link you want to generate. Uh, essentially, the same kind of pop-up you get in SharePoint Online as well. The reality is that many users uh, live in Windows Explorer still, and um, if you are one of those people. Uh, again, there is a very convenient way for you to share the files. You don't really need to log into SharePoint. Um, you can just right-click above any file or folder, click Share, and you would be able to share files uh, with uh, people inside and outside of your organization like you normally would through the convenience of Windows Explorer. All right, I think that's all I wanted to share in this particular episode. Uh, hopefully, I was able to convince you why you should start sharing links to the files and stop emailing those files, those file attachments. Uh, trust me, it's a hard uh, you know, habit to break. I myself uh, walk a lot out of Windows Explorer. I myself still send you know, file attachments. Uh, and um, it's a tough you know, habit to break. But hopefully, uh, with time, uh, you will be able to adjust. And uh, hopefully, with time, you will realize the benefits of sharing links versus sending them as file attachments. But for now, uh, thanks again for listening. I hope to see you on my blog, SharePointMaven.com, and talk to you next week. Goodbye. You've been listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfond. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to the Apple Podcast app, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you.